Welcome to Why Gifts Matter from the Core Gift Institute, a series of conversations spanning helping professions, spiritual traditions, and community encouragers who believe that knowing your gifts and giving them is an essential part of living a full life and creating healthy communities. Find out more about us at www.coregift.org. Hi, I'm Bruce Anderson from the Core Gift Institute. In this episode of Why Gifts Matter, we're talking with Dan Kaufman from the Seattle, Washington area. Over the course of his career and his personal life, Dan has followed one simple rule, do it different. Whether it's working in the edges of community, helping people's voices be heard, raising llamas, or studying guitar riffs from the masters, he's always looking for a unique approach. Never one to back down from a challenge, he's found himself in a unique position to develop a wide range of wisdom over the years. In his professional life as a leadership coach, counselor, and organizational development coach, Dan builds on decades of study and experience. Following in the footsteps of his teachers like Bob Keegan, he has worked to develop holistic, blended models of personal and organizational development. He brings a savvy to his work that quickly reveals the depth of his understanding of what it really takes to help transform people and organizations. For leaders, he believes speaking from the place of your gifts creates a powerful opportunity to connect with others by helping them to connect with the deeper parts of who they are, too. Um, Being in touch with our gifts and being able to speak from the place from which that gift was was born allows people to see the deeper sense of meaning that you have about your work and and allows people to be willing to follow you because they can feel who you are and they can trust who you are. The bottom line for Dan is that gifts are worth pursuing as we work towards a life worth living. And he cautions us to never give up on our own gifts and not to ever give up helping others find their gifts. So it's just the, it's just the encouragement that there is some part of who you are that is special and belongs here in the world. Um, don't stop, don't stop the journey. Don't stop the search. Although they are in completely different professions, This conversation with Dan follows many of the same threads as our last podcast with architect Monica Adair from New Brunswick, Canada. Both of them strongly believe in the vital connection between creativity and usefulness and the essential role gifts often play. Let's talk to Dan. Well, good morning, Dan. It's nice to connect with you. I'm anxious to have this conversation around gifts because I've had gift conversations with you on many occasions, and whenever I do, I always learn two or three or four things. So why don't we just, uh, why don't we just uh, get right on it? So I think I'd like to start by asking you just to pause for a minute and center yourself, take a few breaths, and think of two words that come to your mind when you think about the word uh, gift, and then we'll talk about those. First word, purpose. And what's the connection? For me, being clear about 
my core gift is almost synonymous with being clear about what my my purpose is here in life. I mean, what it is that I was um, <laughs> was born to do, so to speak. Um, what my calling is. Mm-hmm. And the second word? Freedom, um, for me, again, in this context, has to do with um, once, you know, a lot of the, the, for me, the, the core gifts that we all bring into our lives, and certainly the one that I've, the ones that I've brought into my life, have been um, about unshackling, um, uh, you know, previous hurts and wounds that um, closed me off to what my gift, my gifts were, um, and leaning into them. And the more I lean into them and 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 put them to use and and um, and become more aware at a deeper level of who I am, I'm 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 freer freer to offer that to offer my gift into the world. Hmm. So how did, how do you said something about how your, uh, your um, hurts and difficulties closed off can close off gifts? How does, how does that happen? Uh, well, you know, as a, as a kid for me, uh, the one the one thing that I wasn't allowed to have in my in my home um, was a voice, and it became clear to me as a as a kid that every time I expressed my independent voice, that th- good things didn't happen, <laughs> um, and and I, you know, eventually just became afraid of even um, expressing them and so shut off those parts of myself for protection. Hmm. Hmm. So talk a little bit more about the that connection between uh, gifts and healing, which is what I think you're talking all around here. What's the connection between those two? Yeah, I, I mean, I, I, I see... You know, I'm into restorative practices, and I see this gift work as being a, a restorative practice for me in the, in the sense that um, over, over time or, you know, when, when I first started doing um, gift work with you and, um, and began exploring this, I got glimpses of um who it was that was was trying to to come out what voice was trying to be heard and um over time and probably co- continuing um in my life that um that voice continues to have a larger and larger uh part in my life and um, is always in process of restoring my wholeness. Mm. 
So what is the what is the gift you're trying to bring more than more than anything else? I I think the the core of it for me is is um, giving voice to those that that don't have a voice that either don't have a say in 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 their lives in their whether it be at home or in their communities or you know on a larger scale who are um, shut off from the larger conversation that that goes on about who we are as a society and who we are as communities. Mm -hmm. And so this main thing you're trying to bring then is, is if I'm understanding you right, is, is very close to the opposite of what you couldn't seem to get when you were growing up. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 That's a scary thing for, that's a scary thing for a lot of people we think about. I know I was brought up to think gifts are these uh, beautiful, beautiful parts of yourself that are bestowed upon you. And I remember it was a shell-shocked moment when I re realized they are exactly that and they come from this, your core gifts come from this place of, of deep hurt and that's what really propels you to want to make it happen for other people. And I never, it's a very simple idea, but it's so fundamental to the idea of gifts. Uh, yeah, I mean, I see it as being absolutely parallel to, to shadow work in the sense that um, it's it's finding uh, some kind of middle way of being able to um, to give voice and to embody that which provides you with some kind of um, uh, satisfaction or purpose, but also not not letting go of that which gave birth to it. Mm -hmm. And and it's it's being it's it's allowing those two to be in conversation so that there's there's always the fire burning underneath, um, while at the same time um, that you're breathing life into some part of your world or somebody else's world. Yeah, yeah. yeah. There's so many different kinds of gifts in any individual person. Not all of them are connected to life difficulties at all, but it seems like the ones that are, people seem to gravitate towards them and they, they, they uh, even if it's not consciously and they, you know, they pick at them and they want to understand them and they're, they're pretty focused on them when they get an opportunity. Yeah, I, you know, I, I was on a phone call with somebody not too long ago who was in that on that journey of knowing that there's something um, that is is getting in the way of them moving forward in their lives, and you know, perhaps being afraid to take the steps that would allow them to do that, um, but not being able to let go of, of the journey, and rightly so, you know, um, to, to, keep, to keep exploring, to keep digging, to keep diving, and, and learning how to better understand yourself and, and your place in the world. Mm-hmm. Because it's not, none of this is, our gifts are not in isolation. Our gifts are a part of a larger 
wholeness that is, you know, the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So how how are if if our gifts aren't in isolation to each other, if it takes other people, um, then how are how are gifts connected to belonging? I think that the more in touch we are with our own gifts, um, perhaps the easier it is for us to see the gifts in other people. Mm. Um, and in doing so, being able to to speak to that part of them that brings them that brings them wholeness and brings them brings life to who they are within the, the context of, a, let's say, a community. So um, when I'm seen, when I'm seen clearly, and when people can acknowledge that they're seeing that part of me that is um, what I have to offer in the world, I feel a part of, and I feel like I belong in that space and that there's something that I have to offer. So do your, does, does that gift of helping other people have a voice, does it, uh, uh, how does it get you in trouble? I, I, I think it gets me in trouble when I get, when I get too caught up in my um, wanting to make sure that people know what their gifts are, you know, when I get too excited or, or see that as somehow my, you know, a driving force in my life. And, and I, and I try to um, go beyond what somebody is, is ready for. Um, or to make them feel bad or like there's something wrong with them because they haven't yet perhaps made a connection with that part of who they are, which then just makes them, can make them feel even worse about themselves. There's something that I ought to know about myself that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's like that old that old therapist saying, you know, you're in trouble when you want something for somebody more than they want it for themselves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, uh, another saying that I heard recently is that sometimes we can be the wrong partner for the right journey. <laughs> I think I've met a lot of those people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you keep looking for the if you keep looking for the right person, you can you can successfully avoid the journey too. Yeah. I'm guilty yeah. of that. Yeah. 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 Yeah, but I think it's I think it's when we're offering ourselves as the partner mm-hmm. rather than somebody mm-hmm. um coming upon the right partner for them. It's uh, the uh you have no idea how much you need me, dilemma. <laughs> yeah, right, right. And if only you did, uh, I would feel much better. <laughs> yeah. Do you remember when uh, this gift of helping people add voice? Do you remember when it first started coming out in you? I mean, was you know, was it really young, or is it more recent, or what's the progression oh, of that been like? 
Yeah, yeah, you know, um, that part of me came out when I was probably seven or eight years old. Hmm. And I can remember distinctly that um, some of my friends, when they would get in trouble with, with their parents, they would come to me and what I would provide, this is going to sound horrible, but what I would provide for them was some kind of lie to tell their parents that would help them get through the circumstance. And so it was, you know, it, it was giving voice and and also being present to somebody else's, um, you know, challenges and wanting to be a help, but not really having a healthy way of doing it. And part of that might have been age, but I but I think it took me a long time um, to really begin to get clues about, and this was before I, I was uh, really aware of, of core gifts. There were times in my work where I worked in, in communities where um, people didn't have much of a voice. People didn't have much hope of moving beyond their circumstance. And, um, uh, and, and it, it made me, it, it touched that part of me that didn't feel like I had a voice. And, and I began to see how much passion I had for, um, even if I wasn't able to help them share their voice, but to, but to share their voice from through through me in other contexts that would help support them or help support a community in a different way or help people to see a context in a different way that would would open up possibilities for those people hmm. and and you know as as life went on i i you know, it, it, it's like we are changed by the world and we change the world, you know, in, in sort of like a, a cycles that we go through. And um, the more that voice became present in me or that awareness became present, present in me about what was so important to me, the more I thought in places where I could be of support and, and and progression. I mean, how long has it been since we first started doing gift work together? That was the first time that those words were brought to what it was that I was experiencing and, and gave it some kind of identity. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What would you say to somebody who thought the idea of gifts was just a bunch of hooey? Well, pshaw on you. Um, <laughs> I, 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 um, I, I think I, if I was in a good place that day, um, I would, I would honor that 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 that's where they were at and that's the way that they felt about it, and I could share my own story 
Um, and and I could encourage them to continue on some kind of a journey of self-discovery that um, may just end up taking to that, them to that place where they they do find their their gift. And that you know that can come from a lot of different directions. Maybe the way somebody else finds it is not the same way I find it. Mm-hmm. So it's just the it's just the encouragement that there is some part of who you are that is special and belongs here in the world. Um, don't stop. Don't stop the journey. Don't stop the search. Mm-hmm. I know you um, do a lot of uh, leadership coaching. Mm-hmm. Um, you've done a lot of that since I first met you years ago and, and very successfully, in my opinion. Why... Uh, for somebody in a leadership position, why do you think it's important that they're uh, they're aware of gift language and they're aware of their primary gifts? Why would that Why would that matter? It's if you go get thirty leadership books, um, you'd be lucky to find one that had the word gift in it. But I mm-hmm. know you have some beliefs around that, so. Um, what's the what's the counter message you have to the usual um, racks of leadership books around why gifts might be important? Most leadership books, although it's changed a little bit over the years, are, is about you know what are the characteristics that you have to develop in order to be a leader. You know, um, have a strong voice, have a clear vision. Um, Get your paperwork in on time. You know, I mean, all all of the things that have to do with what what a leader does, but not how they do it, and and not certainly not who it is as a human being that's doing it. And um, you know, there's a, a one of the little sayings that I use with a lot of leaders is, you know, you're we're known in a few different ways and one is by stereotype and one is by reputation and one is by our values. And I think to the degree that our gifts give um, life to our values or are synonymous with our values in some way that um, being in touch with our gifts and being able to speak from the place from which that gift was was born allows people to see the deeper sense of meaning that you have about your work and and allows people to be willing to follow you because they can feel who you are and they can trust who you are um and it probably touches some place in them that has a, if not the same voice the same sense of of purpose that brought them into the work that they're doing. Mm. So it has the possibility then of causing, here he is, of causing an awakening in other people then that would be a kind of cascading effect in an organization around authenticity. Yeah, absolutely. And and especially to the degree that a leader is um, is able to be willing to explore 
what they see as the gifts in the people that work with them and for them and and be willing to have conversations about that. I see you, Mm -hmm. you know, I see what you bring to the work that we're doing. And and that's and we need that. We need that here. We need you here. Yeah, I heard of a place once that that on the on a person's first day at work in an organization, uh, somebody uh, took him off in a side room and had a conversation with him, and 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 the person came up with the, the gift more than any other that they wanted to bring to their work. And at the end of the day, then there was a cake and some punch, and all the employees who were in the building gathered in a room and um, the person said this thing that they were trying to bring more than anything else. And then the employees who'd been there for a while um, spoke as clearly as they knew how to why that gift was necessary in their workplace. Mm -hmm. And I've often thought a lot of people's first response to that is, oh, that would be really scary for the new employee. Um, and, And it might be, but the result of it, I think, and from the stories I've heard, is that it, it formed the essential glue then that, that told the person that um, these people need me. I'm not just coming in as a new employee. I don't have to prove myself. They're telling me why they need me. Mm. Just the comf- comfort in that for a new employee seems like it would outweigh the the discomfort of... Um, of being able to say what that thing is they're trying to bring. Yeah, you know, it, um, uh, Robert Keegan, you know, one of my gods, so to speak, um, talks about that in most organizations, people have two jobs, and um, one of their jobs is to just get their job done every day, and the other job that they have is to try to disguise and hide the ways in which they don't feel competent and, and, and don't feel like they're doing a worthwhile job. And, um, you know, I, I think when, when we're in touch with people's gifts and we're speaking about them, even if it's un, uncomfortable to share that openly with other people because it might I feel, you know, there might be the feeling that there's an expectation for me um, to be showing that all the time. There's also the possibility of us sharing support in um, uh, taking care of one another in, you know, like when we're going adrift of what our gift is and um, and also uh you know, providing the, the the celebrations and the gratefulness that that comes from um, working with somebody who is expressing those gifts and bringing some kind of joy or meaning to our daily lives at work. Mm. I um, I have one last question for you, Dan. Our time is drawing. To a close here, I'm wondering um, what you're trying to figure out next about gifts. What don't you quite have figured out yet? Not mm. necessarily about your own gift, but just about the idea of gifts and the practice of gifts in general. I, I you know, the, the thing, the thing that I'm 
struggling with right now is my willingness to give full voice to my gift, gifts, and to put that out into the world as my calling card. As different from, you know, I'm a leadership coach or I do organizational work and I can do this, that, and the other. Here's the strategies I've learned or the tools that I have in my toolbox. Um, just being able to be clear about the connection between what's deeply inside of me that is dying to to live itself out in in the work that I do hmm. and to fully to fully own it you can muster a little courage to do that i guess huh yeah 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 it's um it, it is it's a challenge it's a challenge yeah i actually just started working with somebody who's going to help me a little bit with that you know by challenging me and and supporting me in that in that journey so we'll see how that goes yeah yeah film at 11 <laughs> <laughs> all right well you think i'm going to forget that but i'm not the next time we have one of our breakfasts and chats i'm going to ask you how that's going and hold your feet to the fire please do yeah you never have. Why start now? <laughs> it's great to talk to you, Dan. You made you made my day. It's in the middle of all my busyness and desk work here. Just to be able to take a little time out and talk to you. I'm just I'm really grateful for the time, Dan. Thanks. Pleasure for me as well, Bruce. Always. Thank you for listening. To hear more podcasts, explore our gift library, or learn about our training opportunities, visit us at www.coregift.org.